0: Welcome to Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. DeRoghi. A quick note before we begin. You can help support Manowaker Studio by doing your Amazon shopping via the Manowaker affiliate link. Find out more at manawakercom support. This week, Face in the Dark, by Deborah Walker. Conglomerate Time Ticked In the 24-hour regime of the habitat, the automated lights faded to simulated night. The night blinds shuttered into place. Throughout the conglomerate colonies, time is unified and indifferent to local suns. Dan lay in the darkness counting the deep, slow breaths of his wife, drifting toward the pull of sleep until he saw it. He shuddered. "'What's the matter?' Aurel whispered. "'I thought you were asleep.' "'No.' The bed was small, but she seemed too far away. Dan slipped closer and felt the warmth of her body. "'Did you see one?' she asked. "'It's by the window.' Dan pointed to the shadows, at the figure resolved out of darkness." The indistinct small shape walked with jerky movements like a worn recording made on an antiquated device. I see it, Aurel said, her voice devoid of inflection. The doctor ran the tests again today. He says that the air is clean. There's no trace of hallucinogens. The shadow figure moved a few centimeters. I'm beginning to think we've all gone mad, said Aurel. Dan said nothing. Did you hear me, Dan? Dan? Dan hesitated before saying, Father McConnell will try another exorcism tomorrow. Arell sighed. It won't do any good. McConnell, the colony's trans-faith priest, had read the conglomerate Book of Devotion blank, trying different exorcisms. All human things have value. Faith was leveled into a matter of equality. A Catholic exorcism was equal to a voodoo prayer chant or to a Vedic mantra. This had proved to be the case. Each of McConnell's expulsions had the same result. Failure. What do you think it wants, Dan? I don't know. Can the dead want anything? Perhaps it's just a Restlegeist that was the most popular theory among the mining labs. It's just an echo, something that's ingrained into the air or the stones of this planet. The stone tape theory you think they're alien memories somehow imprinted onto the wall. a psychic echo. She looked at the shadow creeping over the wall. How can that be true? It doesn't make any sense. The conglomerate doesn't recognize psychic phenomena. I know, said Dan, and they've run the tests. There's no electromagnetic disturbances, or changes in ionization, or changes in the radiation levels. There's nothing we can detect. Arel touched Dan's arm. Why can't you do something? You work in the labs. Why don't you do something? I'm a geologist, Aurel. The medical and the physics teams are doing everything they can. In fact, it seemed that most of the conversations in the mining labs were devoted to speculations about the night visitors. They were well behind the conglomerate's schedules. Aurel pulled the sheets around her neck. I'm so cold. It's all in your imagination. Dan tapped a command into his wrist bracelet. He held the small screen to her face lighting her face with flickering Chioscuro fluorescence. Look, he said. Look, there's no change in temperature. Then why am I so cold? The shadow figure slowly turned its head. Its red eye hung in the sky of its face like an accusation. It raised its three arms above its head and slowly sketched out an incomprehensible gesture. I read the conglomerate's first contact protocols again. How can we make first contact with that? I want to try, Dan. We can't live like this. And what would you say? I'd say that we were sorry. A small oval of red light formed in the shadow's face. Its eye is open, said Dan. Means it'll be gone soon. Dan and Arel watched as the shadow moved along the wall. When it reached the corner, it faded out of sight. Wish we could leave. She curled lower into the sheets, folding her body, knees tight to her chest. You know that we can't, said Dan. It was impossible to leave a conglomerate colony. Once the seed ship had deposited its frozen bodies, it moves on, following the scout ships along the path of conglomerate expansion. Conglomerate colonization was an efficient, automated process. The colonists slowly melted into re life. Awakening to a colony made safe and habitable by the soldier and construction autodrones. Dan sighed. He got out of bed, reaching for his robe. Whatever the computer said, it was cold in this room. He walked over to the window and touched a button to iris open the blinds. Next time he saw the thing, he'd keep quiet. Talking about it with Aurel was only making things worse. Whatever the shadow was, there was nothing Dan could do about it. The low, red-eye sun slung in the sky, cast long shadows. In the distance, against the rose-red sky, the towers of the ruined city were bone-white needles extending toward the horizon. It must have once been marvelous. Dan saw a discarded conglomerate Humvee buggy. He saw the remains of a soldier autodrone. He saw the fields of three armed skeletons. Bones large and small, slowly dissolving in the acid atmosphere. It's not our fault, whispered Dan. We didn't know. We never asked. We just accepted the conglomerate's offer. Across the horizon the shadows moved, remnants of the evicted dead, who were loath to leave their home. This has been Face in the Dark, written by Deborah Walker and first appearing in nature. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. I'm C.B. DeRoghe. Thanks for listening. Episode 0111. Production Copyright 2016. C.B. DeRoghe and Manawaker Studio.